0: A recent study found that the share of primary care visits emphasizing preventive services nearly doubled from 2001 to 2019, according to the National Ambulatory Medical Care Survey. Medicare patients saw the most significant rise in preventive visits, suggesting that coverage mandates contributed to the increase. This is Pulse Check. I'm Lauren Gardner. The head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will make her first appearance before Congress on Thursday, to talk about how the agency is rebuilding trust among the public after the height of the pandemic. Director Mandy Cohen told Politico that she's made restoring confidence a key part of her agenda, but she could face harsh questions from Republicans on the House Energy and Commerce Oversight Subcommittee, who say the agency made mistakes during the pandemic. The country's leading advocacy group for doctors wants federal rules for artificial intelligence. The American Medical Association issued its principles for AI development, deployment, and use on Tuesday. AMA President Jesse Ehrenfeld said the group will engage the administration, Congress, and industry stakeholders in developing regulations for the technology. The organization wants doctors' liability limited if they make errors while using AI. It also wants policymakers to ensure that insurance companies don't use AI to interfere with doctors' judgment, reduce access to needed care, or systematically withhold care from specific groups. And China is seeing a wave of respiratory diseases in children, raising concerning questions now that virus season has arrived. Politico Global Healthcare reporter Carmen Pond is here to explain why experts say this situation follows an expected pattern that other countries have already experienced, and not a new pandemic threat. Hey, Carmen. Thanks for being here. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having me. So you reported that the wave of respiratory diseases hitting China is most likely not another pandemic threat. Can you explain why experts are saying that?
1: Yes. So when we heard last week, the World Health Organization asking China for more information about this so-called cluster of children going to hospitals with pneumonia, for many people, it felt like a throwback to late 2019 when the pandemic was starting and many people didn't know what was happening and obviously what came after. But what it looks like, based on the experts here in the U.S. that Kelly and I talked to, is that basically China is seeing now what we saw in the U.S. last year. So many children were completely shielded from these viruses and this bacteria called mycoplasma. Over the last three years of the pandemic, China had Really strict long lockdowns to fight COVID-19 unlike many other countries. So now it's their first winter without these restrictions. So many children might be exposed to these viruses and to this bacteria for the first time in their lives. And that's why experts say we're seeing this increase in illnesses and many children, particularly in Northern China, go into children's hospitals there and to the so-called fever clinics to be checked.
0: So you're describing this concept of immunity debt or an immunity gap, and that's been controversial here in the U.S. What did experts say about it with respect to what's happening in China?
1: two of the experts I talked to, that is Dr. Ashish Jha, the former White House COVID-19 response coordinator, and Dr. Peter Hotez, they both say they don't necessarily love the term. And Dr. Jha said that he prefers to call it immunity gap rather than immunity debt. But they did both say that it's most likely what's happening in China that, as I was saying, many children were just not exposed to these viruses. They were shielded from them. And now upon first exposure, they get sick. And another point that Dr. Hotez made, was that even when children are exposed to these pathogens, right? Because are both viruses and bacteria. Sometimes you still see flare ups, and he talked about mycoplasma, which is this bacteria that can cause different sort of diseases. But in this case, is lung infection, so it can lead to a mild form of pneumonia that can also become severe in children, and that's also playing a role in China. And we've also seen an increase in similar infections in France. So there seems to be a flare up in confections with this bacteria.
0: So do we expect to see overloaded hospitals here in the U.S. too?
1: Most of the experts we talked to said probably not because we saw that already last year. And also this year seems like at least when it comes to RSV, we are not having such a high number of cases like we were having last year this time. And also these are pathogens that we've seen before. It's definitely not a new virus based on what we know so far and the data that's coming out of China and what the U.S. experts are saying. So, you know, people here, children here have already been exposed to these viruses. So uh, normally we shouldn't necessarily see a similar situation or at least definitely Definitely not related to what's happening in China. It would be, you know, related to the exposure children have here in the U.S.
0: What should the U.S. be doing to be prepared for a similar situation if it were to arise again?
1: That's an interesting question that that came up in our talk with the experts. And basically, two of them said the U.S. needs to increase the hospital surge capacity, and especially when it comes to children. Dr. Peter Hotez, for example, who is the co-director of the Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development, said that most children's hospitals in the U.S. run at capacity even in good times, even when there are no spikes in cases, because they need to survive economically. And Dr. Michael Osterholm, who's the director of the Center for infectious disease research and policy at the University of Minnesota echoed that and said that he has seen many hospitals in the state of Minnesota closing pediatric wards, but he hasn't seen capacity being added to children's hospital. So obviously that makes it problematic because there's no capacity to surge in case you see a high number of children coming in with RSV or with flu or with mycoplasma infections, because this hospital's already running a capacity, even in sort of peacetimes.
0: All right. Thanks for talking with us, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Lauren Gardner. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.